Achilles was a hero of the Trojan War and one of the central figures of Greek mythology. The story is told that shortly after his birth, his mother Thetis tried to make him immortal by dipping him into the river Styx. The only problem was that she held him by one of his ankles upside down when she lowered him into the water. And that ankle never got wet. Consequently, he was always vulnerable to injury in that one particular area of his body. Achilles fought and won many battles over the years, but in the end he was killed when Paris, helped by the mythical god Apollo, shot him with a poisonous arrow in the ankle, the one part of his body where he could be harmed. Obviously, this is where we get the term Achilles' heel. We use it to identify a point of weakness, an area of vulnerability, a dimension of our character that is prone to some sin or some failing. In today's Gospel story, the rich young man has his Achilles heel exposed by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And for him, it's interesting, it was not a weakness that involved a direct violation of one of the Ten Commandments. Apparently, this young man was very gifted. Because apparently, at least according to what he says here, he had very little trouble obeying the precepts of the Decalogue. He hadn't killed anybody. Presumably, that also means he hadn't killed anyone's reputation by calumny or detraction. He had not committed adultery. That means also he hadn't engaged in premarital sex or masturbation or some other serious sin of the flesh. He hadn't stolen. He hadn't lied. And he hadn't sinned grievously against his own parents. All in all, we would have to say that this young man was a pretty good, upright, moral person. But like everyone who suffers from the residual effects of original sin, and that includes all of us, he did have a spiritual Achilles heel, an excessive attachment to his possessions. So Jesus challenged him to deal with it. Remember, Jesus was and is God. He knew everything. He knew this guy's heart. He knew his weakness. So Jesus challenged him. He said, you are lacking in one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor, and then you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. We know, of course, what his response was. This young man failed the challenge, and he failed it miserably. As St. Mark tells us, at that statement of Jesus, his face fell and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. 
Sometimes a spiritual Achilles heel is obvious, as was the case with this rich young man. His heel was his materialism. For other people, it might be another weakness, a weakness for some sin of the flesh, including the viewing of pornography on the internet. I think in our modern technological age, that has become an Achilles heel for a lot of people, young and not so young. It might be a weakness for alcohol or drugs or gambling. It might be some problem of the tongue, such as gossip or lying or swearing or taking the Lord's name in vain. At other times, however, the Achilles heel we have might not be so obvious. And I'll give you one example of a less obvious one. Most of you know that some Westerly High School football players were caught drinking at a high school dance a couple of weeks ago and were thrown off the team for the rest of the season. I commend the high school administration, incidentally, for doing that. They made the right decision. However, the Westerly Sun recently reported that the mother of one of these players was planning to have her son transfer over to Stonington High School. Of all places, right? So that he can play football again this season. This woman's spiritual Achilles heel might not be so obvious to her, but it's there, and sad to say, it's her relationship with her own child. Instead of allowing him to experience the negative consequences of his immoral and also illegal behavior, and teaching him to be responsible for what he's done, she is actually teaching him to be evasive and irresponsible. She may not be doing it intentionally, but she's doing it nonetheless. Not so much by her words, but by her actions. She's unwittingly giving him the message that his behavior in this life really doesn't matter. By her actions. She's saying to him, son, you can live by your own rules. You can do whatever you want, and don't worry one bit about the negative consequences of your bad choices. You can always find a way to escape from them, if you really want to. Now we have to be very careful about pointing fingers at this woman, because she's not the only one that has an Achilles heel. We all do. We might even have more than one. That's possible. But this is not an excuse for sin. Having an Achilles heel is never an excuse for sin. Remember, an Achilles heel is merely a weakness. And every weakness can be overcome by the grace of God. And there's no better example of that than the great St. Paul. 
There's a famous passage in one of Paul's letters, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where he very candidly and honestly talks about his so-called thorn in the flesh. Scallop is the term that's used in Greek. He could have said, this is my Achilles heel. Now, he didn't identify it directly, and that's caused a lot of speculation over the centuries. What was this weakness that Paul had? Well, he never identifies it, and that's okay. It's enough for us to know that he had one, and that he struggled with it. What he did tell us, however, in Scripture, was that he begged the Lord to take it away. Three times. And God refused. Sometimes God says yes to our prayers. Sometimes he says wait. It's not the right time for the prayer to be answered. And sometimes God says no. And he said no even to the great St. Paul. But the Lord was still faithful. Even though he refused to take away this weakness from Paul's life, he did give the apostle the grace he needed to deal with it successfully. He said to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for in your weakness my power reaches perfection. Paul did not deny that he had a spiritual Achilles heel, even though he was a great apostle. Rather, he humbly admitted it. And just as importantly, he dealt with it. God wants all of us to do the same thing. If we think we are better than St. Paul and deny that we have a spiritual Achilles heel in our life, we need to know something. We need to know that we are asking for trouble. Big trouble. Denying that we have one is a sign of pride. And as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, pride precedes a fall. The proper way to approach our weaknesses, our Achilles heels, is to admit them, as St. Paul did, and then to deal with them. And how do you deal with your Achilles heel, with your weakness? Certainly you do it through prayer, serious daily prayer. You do it, if need be, by getting some counsel, maybe professional counseling. Although sometimes all that's needed is the good counsel, the good advice of our Christian friends who are very wise and very close to God. You sometimes need to deal with your Achilles heel through medical assistance. God often works through doctors. And of course, you need to deal with your Achilles heel through the sacraments, most especially the Eucharist and confession. Like it or not, my brothers and sisters, 
Satan will always be shooting his arrows at our Achilles' heel. He knows what it is. He's really smart. He knows your weakness, and he knows mine. That's a fact. And he won't stop shooting those arrows until we take our final breath. So we'd better get used to it. But the good news is, those arrows can always be blocked or pulled out after they strike by the grace of God. The only question is, will we seek that grace and use it like St. Paul did or reject it and suffer the consequences like that rich young man? St. Paul, great apostle of Jesus Christ, pray for us, pray for all of us in this church today that we will be like you.